This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Simone Zaziaris. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 20th of July. In your Squeeze today, ramping up our vaccine rollout. China is blamed for a major hack. Rental prices on the up. And getting ready for takeoff. This is your Squiz today. It's all about COVID at the moment, Claire, as our listeners have probably gathered from our recent episodes. Three new cases were reported in South Australia and infection numbers continue to climb in New South Wales and Victoria yesterday. As a result, Victoria's lockdown, which was due to end tonight, will be extended. There's not a lot of detail about that just yet, but we are expecting to hear more later today. So stay tuned for that one. With that extremely contagious Delta variant still getting around, experts say lockdown could be here to stay until more people are vaccinated. And that really is the name of the game at the moment, but efforts received a shot in the arm yesterday, if you like that little little joke, Simone. <laughs> See what you did there, Claire. <laughs> uh, a million Pfizer doses arrived yesterday. There's going to be a million of those arriving every week until the end of August. And things really do need to get up in the supply game when it comes to getting Australians vaccinated. Yesterday, the Vaccines Task Force Lieutenant General John Fruin, he said that uh, things are on track for every Aussie who wants to get a vaccine to get one by the year's end. But there's a lot of discussion at the moment in the face of the Delta variant about exactly what needs to be done before Australia can open up. And of course, with two of our major capital cities in lockdown, it's a real issue of concern. Yeah, as you say, Claire, there are a lot of discussions at the moment, especially around the government, which is yet to provide targets or timelines for the vaccine rollout. Those are coming, Fruin says, they will be presented to government in a matter of weeks. But as we speak, the experts are reworking their models in the face of Delta. Yesterday, New South Wales Chief Health Officer Kerry Chance says that Delta really is causing a rethink at the official level uh, because it is potentially more damaging. Uh, And also there's a big question mark about whether vaccination needs kids to be involved in that process program for our communities to be safe. Yeah, that's something some infectious disease experts have warned against, though. They say the long-term data on whether the vaccine was safe and effective for children is not yet available. I'd say we can expect to hear more on this one. Australia and other allies, including the US and the UK, have called out China for carrying out a major cyber attack on Microsoft earlier this year, back in January. It affected at least 30,000 organisations globally, Claire, and at the time, Chinese cyber spies were thought to be behind it, but it's taken until now for China to be publicly accused. And those governments banding together to call China out really is quite a rare step. But what those governments say is that the Chinese government allowed these state-backed actors, they're called, so groups who are working either for the Chinese government or with information from them, to carry out these attacks on Western companies and organisations and think tanks and universities. Uh, What they say happened is that there was a vulnerability in Microsoft's system and one particular Chinese group was in the back trying to harvest personal information and intellectual property Uh, after it looked like Microsoft was going to patch that vulnerability the government helped other groups to get involved in what they called a smash and grab for data. 
China has previously denied allegations of hacking and says it opposes all forms of cybercrime. Given how regular cyber attacks are in the news, we pulled together a squeeze shortcut on the topic, looking at the ins and outs of a cyber attack, who's behind them, and how best to avoid one. Just search Squeeze Shortcuts on your favorite podcast app or check out the link in your episode notes. Back in March, the federal government announced a review into workplace culture at Parliament House after former Liberal staffer Brittany Higgins spoke out about an alleged rape. Yesterday, Claire Sex Discrimination Commissioner Kate Jenkins, who is leading the inquiry, released a progress update on that report. Yeah, what she said is that 345 people have been interviewed or have made submissions to her inquiry so far. 72% of those women are not getting involved to any great extent at the moment are current or former MPs or senators. Just 16 have been interviewed and 12 are booked in for chats in the coming months. There's still some way to go on that inquiry, though. Yeah, Jenkins said she's been, and this is a quote, deeply inspired by the courage, determination and insight of those who have already come forward. Her final report is due in November. We've talked a bit on the podcast, Claire, about rising property prices. Turns out rental prices aren't any better. Yeah, where home prices surge, the rental prices go up uh, as they follow along. And across the country, Australia has seen the biggest jump in 12 years to the national median rental price of both houses and units. The median price is now $476 a week. That was the record in June. Uh, It has hasn't had that kind of leap in price since January 2009. It was a 6.6% increase over the year. Uh, Canberra is Australia's most expensive city for renters. If you live in Canberra or have ever rented in Canberra, you you know that that's exactly (laughs) the case. And what happened last year was that Melbourne was the only capital to record a decline. Of course, that was thanks to the lockdown last year. And if you thought it was tough in the city, regional rent jumped up by a record 11.3% over the past year, thanks to those looking for a COVID sea change. If you're wondering what the most affordable city is, that'll be Adelaide. As you know, Claire, I don't have any kids, but from what I've heard from friends and family members that do, TV has been a saviour during recent lockdowns. One show that's particularly popular among the young'uns is Peppa Pig, and apparently kids have binge-watched it so much that they're starting to mimic the cartoon's English accents. And... Look, households around Australia are big Peppa Pig fans, but it is just fascinating to see this report out of the US uh, saying that preschoolers, uh, little toddlers are starting to mimic Peppa Pig en masse. These children are developing British accents and they're saying words like telly, uh, lovely and Father Christmas, which is quite a shock. I really like the comment from one mum saying uh, when her daughter spoke one line. Um, she said, where did you learn that from? And were you on the Titanic in a past life? Could just imagine these little posh kids wandering around with lines from Pepper. Oh, it's too funny. I'll have to listen out for any signs of a British accent next time I FaceTime my nephews, Claire. They love a bit of Pepper Pig. <laughs> 
Squeeze the day, Claire. Tonight at 11pm, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos is heading into space on his very own Blue Origin rocket. It'll be a quick trip up and back. And if it sounds familiar, that's probably because fellow billionaire Richard Branson went on a similar trip on his own rocket just a few days ago. Yeah, it really has been a battle of the billionaires, hasn't it, in the last <laughs> few days? And, yeah, definitely uh, a bit of rivalry. <laughs> what Bezos is hoping to do is be one of the first on a manned flight of his Blue Origin New Shepard. So there'll be lots of eyes on that tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And whether intentional or not, Claire, the space endeavour also falls on the anniversary of Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin becoming the first men to walk on the moon. That happened in 1969, so quite a nice touch there. We'll be tucked away in bed, I imagine, by 11pm, Claire. For sure, without a doubt. (laughs) (laughs) But for those who are keen to watch it take off, I've popped a link to Blue Origin's live stream in your episode notes. And just quickly before we wrap up, the Olympics start tomorrow. If you want to stay across all the ins and outs, our team at Sport Today will have you covered. The Tokyo Sprint can be found in the Sport Today feed during the Olympics, so head to your favourite podcast app and give it a follow today. I'll also share a link in your episode notes. That's all from us. Thanks for tuning into the Squiz Today podcast, and we'll catch you again tomorrow. <laughs>